Hey listeners, uh, I know a lot of you are not familiar with our high voltage playlist that we recently launched and continue to update every month on our Spotify uh, based on the fact that music is a, a very much a fundamental column that holds up a lot of the creative types I speak to on this show. I think it'll bring a lot of good vibes into anyone who enjoys uh, Synthwave. If not, that's cool. Um, but if you're into any of its other related electronical musical genres and, and such, I think it will hit even harder. Uh, go to Spotify, search uh, High Voltage. should pop right up. Uh, thanks for continuing to consume our content and enjoy the rest of this episode. Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton. Transform and roll out. Mono Neon Show, it's Max here, and I'm with Brian Bailey from the Illuminati Sign Company and Brian Bailey's Art. Thanks for coming on, man. Oh, man, it's great to be here. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, creativity in your work. You know, what stands out for me, particularly on a lot of things that I've been consuming, especially just looking up what you've got going on. Uh, been doing a lot of neon work since really the early 2000s, uh, creating artwork and, and just, you know, really carving out over up there in Northwest Arkansas art installation, you know, commercial signage. I love the combination of all that. Where can you kind of pull people into and just kind of bring people up? Like, you know, comic book one, where were you kind of when you fell into this, this working of art and getting things made like this? I mean, were you always kind of strategic about it or just kind of just happen? Well, I mean, my background, like, uh, you know, like first, uh, I would just say like I came out of high school and I didn't really want to go to college. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but so I joined the Marine Corps. And then after I'd got out of the Marines, uh, from there I went in and I was in the fashion business and I had like two, three stores. And then in 07, the economy crashed and where my life ended, I remember at that time I thought, my life's over. What am I gonna do? I don't, I can't sell purses. I can't sell jewelry and shoes. And at the time, <laughs> For me, I just thought like this was devastating. But at that time, there was a guy, when I opened up my stores, I bought a sign from him and it was a neon sign and he was local in uh, Northwest Arkansas. And uh, we became friends. I just was always like really fascinated. And I could remember back even prior to moving to Northwest Arkansas, there was a guy, his name was uh, Gary. He's not even in business anymore, but he had Gary signs. And I just thought signs were so cool, like I always, even remember at times where I thought like, man, I could save a lot of money if I could make my own signs, but it was just something I didn't really have the understanding. And uh, so around that time when everything was shut down and I really didn't know what I was going to do, this guy was like, Hey, why don't you come work in my sign business and you can uh, stay at a room in my house. And, and he was like, and I'll pay you $500 a week. And that sounded really good at the time. And so I moved in and, uh, that's where I kind of got initially started in signs. In fact, uh, I remember he'd leave me and say, here's everything to do a banner. So I started out doing vinyl work. And uh, then he had me uh, wiring up neon and different stuff like that. And uh, so I worked with him for a while. And then finally, you know, uh, just how the course of nature does, things were getting better for me. And then I decided to branch out and open my own sign company. So I'd opened up my own sign company. And then from there, at, at this time, I was, I would say I was really proficient in like uh, hooking up neon, 
but I still didn't have a clue, you know, how to make it at that time. And, uh, you know, there's there now they have like, I've seen that they have courses where people can go out and they can take, you know, actual like college and learn how to do neon. But so at that time I found a, a vendor and I started working with him. I sold some jobs and it, this is like pretty basic stuff. You know, at this time, my design skills weren't even where they're at now. I was doing a lot of just single stroke, simple signage. And then I remember like I took a trip. I went out to Las Vegas. I think I was down in Florida down in Miami and I remember seeing signs in those places and I thought, Oh my gosh, these signs are so cool. Like I could do that. I just realized I needed to uh, gain more skills. So, but it was around in that time. Uh, the guy that was doing neon for me, he got out of the business and now like, I'm like, okay, well, I don't really know how to do neon. I know how to wire it. I know how to hook it up. And, uh, and you know, it's pretty slim in Arkansas. I mean, I know there's uh like there's a, you know, there's it's a small community. So like Derek Maxey, he's in Fort Smith, but I didn't know him at that time. So I'm from Texas. So I drove down to Texas and uh, I went over to resupply and I was like, who's doing neon? So that's when I met up with Victor Perez and Victor Perez, man, we're still friends to this day. He's not even in the neon business anymore, but he was the one that just started teaching me. Like, uh, you know, he'd help me get equipment uh, he was still doing work like commercial work for me, like bending glass. But then along that path, I, uh, started taking some classes from him. And then the one thing, like for everybody listening, like the toughest thing I ever did in my life, I think was learn neon, you know, it's probably one of the most rewarding and one of the most toughest things. But once you can, uh, get set up, nobody can stop you from practicing. And one of the, I remember getting like anywhere I could get like old glass that wasn't good. I would sit there and I would do the double backs, the jump backs. Like I spent so many hours just practicing. Uh, and that's kind of like what carries me up. You know, I've been doing now I've been in business like 10 years and, uh, but just sitting there in my shop, like all the time, but it's so fascinating. Like it's so cool. There, and there's so much more, like I'm only using neon and argon. Well, there's like five noble gases. So like even in this time, there's like Michael Fletchner, there's Bruce Suba. I think he's even doing stuff with plasma. But uh, I'm just seeing so much stuff out there on the Internet that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get into that. But like currently, I'm just working with Neon and Argon. And, uh, you know, I do a whole lot of restaurants. I've done, I mean, tons of jobs everywhere. But the coolest thing that I'm excited at the phase I'm in, in at now is the art, you know? And in fact, I growing so not up, to cut you I off, was, Brian, not to cut you off here, but I was thinking, what was it about your mentality too that changed where you were at? I'm really big. I love that, that fashion guy who you were and then kind of got slammed into this new way of thinking. And I see a well, lot of really artistic capabilities. In fact, I think that might be where some, a lot of stuff comes from were you able to draw on that even not only just the sign that you had, but I really dig the mindset that you were in to be able to see, you know, kind of see the silver lining there. Um, do you ever go back to those times and think about like ideas and how that shaped you and where you're at now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, in the starting, it was like, uh, you know, I've, I've been through a whole lot of different jobs. But when I got into fashion, you know, I actually was really good at that. Uh, you know, at the time I, at, at the height I had like, 
three stores and two franchises. And it's really funny because uh, I've made like a total transformation. I can remember time where girls would come in, I could match their earrings. I knew every kind of bag, you know, you're up in New York for its fashion. So I knew the styles. I'd say, this is Louis Vuitton. This is this. I'd have a lady came in and she was like, I got this dress. What do I wear? So I would pick out her shoes. I would have just kind of like that aesthetic, you know, to where uh, you're just kind of like, to your eye it's like what looks good so uh going through the fashion i definitely think that really came in a big part and then you know i growing up i was the kid that was always drawing so i had a natural ability already for drawing just you know basically my mindset after the fashion was i need to make money mm-hmm. and that's pretty I even much like how you had like neon art wearables too like um just some stuff i saw on your account big fan of that stuff um, oh yeah. After, you know, yeah. After all that it's, success though, I like how you were able to kind of transform, like what, in, what inspires you on your designs? Like where do you get your best ideas from? Cause I see all kinds of stuff now, like installation work. Um, I like that idle piece you had, uh, recently, which is like, if anybody's been on Instagram for Brian's site, please go check out his stuff right now. Um, hope you get some follows from this. It's neon light artist underscore go, go check it out. Um, this kind of collaboration effort like uh it's almost like a a, a pyramid uh i just i think the first thing i saw was that and i just i was like i gotta talk to this guy <laughs> well i've got some new stuff too like i've got this I, I i haven't even released it yet but i have this uh and i'm like halfway done with it but i've got a 3d angel and it's got the pyramid eye at the top and it's going to meet up in fact uh cleo cadence she's uh you know this corona's kind of slowed things down but she's a uh rocker chick from Dallas and uh, from LA. And so I'm making this stuff for her music video. We still have plans to go forward with that. So it kind of like, I guess my love of music, my love of fashion, uh, like not only am I an artist, but I love artists, like even at my house. So at my house over here, Brandon Bullitt was here today. He's a, he's like in a phenomenal those mural, but I give him different ideas. So we're doing the ceilings and walls. I'm like painting, I'm doing neon art, like, uh, even some of the art that I'm uh, putting in it, it actually comes back to my house. But like, so a lot of it for me, I guess would say like, uh, I really like all the esoteric stuff. So the first thing I did was like, I was able to do, well, kind of what turned me on to all this was like those green. So unexpected had a mural fest in Fort Smith. And at that time, I still didn't really consider myself an artist. In fact, I always admired artists. And I would tell them that, and I just was like, well, I'm just a sign guy. But I was able to do all that stuff. Uh, in fact, uh, Derek Maxey did some of it. I did the rest of it and then uh, installed it over there. And so when I saw that gallery opening that day, I was just blown away. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what I love. So it kind of just started to where I was like, I don't have any connections in the art world. And instead of me just trying to make something small, I'm going to make something I'm really passionate about. So like. I remember laying in bed one night, I was just laying in bed and that's when I saw the neon pyramid. And if you look at that picture, it's just like a whole lot of neon that took like 40 units and it's all stacked on one on top of each other. So I think, you know, when I drew those out, they come in about a half inch each step. And then like, I know just from installing, like, you know, neon's not supposed to be close together, but Mm -hmm. if ever you're installing a, like a sign and let's say, it's really, really tight. A dab of silicone will do wonders. And so, like, if it's closer than you're comfortable, you take a dab of silicone. 
So on those pieces, I'd stack them and then I'd use some uh, real small tubing to kind of go in between and then a little bit of silicone. And by the thing that time was that thing was done, it was like seven and a half feet tall. It like in my mind, I saw it one way and I'd, I, I didn't plan on it being seven and a half feet tall. <laughs> by the time I got it done, it was like literally seven and a half feet tall. So I was like, it took nine transformers to power that thing. We're talking yeah. like 15s. And That's then crazy. I used, now my brain, I used, my brain melted when I saw that, to be honest with you, that was the thing that kind of struck me. Um, and I think also the larger output of your work, especially when it comes to those collaborations is like, what I like about that is the business of artists need to shift their daily output to reconfigure what it is they do. And don't get it confused. I mean, Brian's doing a lot of very uh, uh, proficient commercial artwork, but what's savvy, and I think what I've acknowledged and what's wrong is that a lot of neon makers don't consider themselves artists. And they might be listening to this right now and they've got a business and they have a very strong skill set. The variation on that is it's always the creativity that gets you through because it's the differentiator. So I have good news for people who are out there who are running neon shops that are applying themselves in a commercial sense is that Brian has both worlds, you know, both outputs and he's been successfully and successful in both. And actually it's pretty simple. Uh, I can speak to both those framework because I think they're both very important, very different, but it's the time and the change and the pitch being able to explore those other issues of how do I decide if I can actually make this thing. And then only can you keep yourself going and create a certain framework off of that. Like every day I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, you know, even if you do those art projects that are very creative and might not go out to sell themselves successfully right away, those extra things you're doing on a business level will be able to personally brand you and put you in a space to be able to win business in the future. So to live off of that and in combination, do the other things, I always tell people to do both. And I like that about your work. That's actually a thing I really struck me out of what we just were talking about chunks of time, absolutely in the end, being able to actually make those connections with those artists is a tremendous importance. And I can't ignore the power of that. I think it's a, a high recommendation on my list is to go out there and put yourself and, and put the value of creativity at the top. Um, Cause it really does filter down below and kind of can expand on that a little bit. Sorry, I cut you off, but I think just being smart about the world that we're in right now and helpful to other people. It's just a really great way, a way to, uh, kind of make art and network at the same time kind of you know, do both no I mean hey I'm a I, a lot of this like there wasn't a you know there wasn't a book I could read it was just like what like you said with the, about the podcast it was just the passion so if you're not going like chasing what you're you know there's what makes sense and then there's what's passion so like on this whole course of things yeah I've sunk a lot of money sometimes I was finishing up a job or selling another job just to get the money to get to where I needed but then like I came across Christian Serrano Torres. He plays cello and I was able to set up that first version of the portal in his music video. And then we ended up uh, doing a whole party on a rooftop at Uptown Fayetteville. And so also in the course of this came uh, attention. So, you know, I was in the news a couple times. I've been in a, a magazine and then just like recently I was able to, uh, they wrote a story up on me in the Arkansas uh, Democrat Gazette. And now what I'm finding is, is like, so since I just started on that path, it wasn't like I made the art I wanted to, meaning like, this is what I want to make. And I would tell people like, if you want me to make something that you would like me to make for you, 
this is what it would cost. But if you want to work with my art, I'm wanting to make this anyways. You know, this is something, this is like, this is my dream. So uh, I was able to do that portal. Now I'm working on this angel and something really kind of special happened. Like, you know, there was times where it's like literally blood, sweat and tears and everyone's not going to see that. They're just going to see the, the good highlights that go on Instagram or go on Facebook. But then what I noticed was uh, people started to like my ideas. And then, you know, there was like a furniture store that they were like, Hey, could you come and do an installation? So I've actually got this neon chandelier that I designed and it's hanging in this furniture store. Then uh, like here recently, Dixon streets, like our, our, our college town, it's where all the big entertainment is the theater. And so, I recently designed a, a, a sign that's about to go up and it even kind of steps away from neon in the fact that it's like Dan Flavin. He did a lot of commercial uh, lights. And so I'm taking this box sign, putting clear faces in it and actually taking the fluorescent tubes and making them appear neon. So it'll be like a clear box sign showing these neon look like lights, but I could tell how it's like definitely impacted like, it's going to be up to something where anyone that's out there, it's kind of like you have your passion, what you want to do with your art. At first, it's not going to make sense. Like if it's not pure passion, you won't see it through. But if you find something you're passionate about and you want to do it and you want to invest into it, you go. And I'm telling you, there's plenty of people to meet you on their other side. Like everything has been a step up. And so, yeah, totally. uh, yeah I mean, I've even got, uh, there was one design. I mean, the restaurant's on hold right now, but they've got 40 restaurants. So I'm doing this huge neon wave across the restaurant and everything's going to be animated to where the purple, pink, and green, it waves across and then there's a break and then it picks up. So, and I love like, I still like doing commercial sign work, but the art, like, man, there's, that's like, gets me on fire. You know, I just love it. I could stay up all night doing that. And that's, what's cool is like, you know, doing more collaborations is really huge because it allows you to trade fans where other artists of neon, they especially will do something specifically for their own work. If you're, you know, one of my big, biggest pieces of advice too is with anything else is that you, you know, you're not going to get the single hookup from doing one particular sign. It could be three or four or five different ones, but what's cool is it, it matters to you is that it's a massive step forward to be able to, understand someone else's vision and point of view and be able to capitalize on that. And neon is just so authentic and able to do that. It's just because it's got so much awareness and so much attention. Um, I think that, you know, it's a great way. I love the restaurant going into the televised piece to the musician, um, put out as much in neon as you possibly can. And that's really the best thing you can do is because one single piece could be the thing that's going to allow you to hedge everything against that and be able to go after maybe the passion projects that you're sitting on. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, Oh, I got to keep doing these signs. Or I got to keep doing this stuff commercially. But, um, you know, you can do, you can do both. Remember, you know, it's not like all the bands that you love and listen to had those, all those greatest hits on one album. So. No, yeah, I agree. And you know, you want to like, Commercial work's fun, but also, I mean, outside of just making money, you want to have a cool life, you know? So like Al Nix, he is a phenomenal dancer. So when I, I uh, there's Kat Wilson, she's uh, she's like nationally known in some circles and she does uh, these selfie thrones. And so I got with her and I set up, uh, 
this very elaborate, it was like super elaborate uh, portal with, it was like my complete vision on that project. And then it was like it, after that shut down at two in the morning, I brought in videographers and Al Nix came. So he did this dance. So he kind of danced, it was like maybe a minute, 24 seconds long. And out of all the things I did, that thing got like 3,700 views, you know? And so the thing about on your own, like I always say it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. And by yourself, you're just not that cool. Uh, something can be cool, but when you start to bring in all the other things, it's like if you like musicians, if you like, uh, you know, there's commercials, there's so many different things, but it's like the power of bringing the power of creativity together. And it's just like, then it becomes a force. Mm-hmm. Shout out, and also shout out to Max and Ian. We didn't mention that. Um, Max is a, a good friend of the shows. Um, and you know, what I think too is what I mentioned too about that is that uh, I like the local impact you know you've got the local dance musician like you don't need the most enormous people in the world to connect with your work for it to be powerful and it takes a certain differential kind of switch in the brain to figure out um you know who you're playing with and as long as the intent is there i'm positive that it will work out well um even the person like doesn't take a million views or a million follows uh you're free to put out as much content as you want but ultimately that word of mouth in a, in a smaller town such as yours is really, I mean, that stuff spreads quickly. Um, whereas maybe say in New York, it's a little bit more dense. So, you know, consistently gets run over by multiple things. But I'm thinking if you're in a smaller town and you do what, you know, Brian is doing, um, it can really create a lot of uh, you know, artistic currency. You know, you don't have to keep up with, keep doing hey, the same thing over and over again you can kind of branch out. And I love that kind of believing in different, different things and kind of over time, one of those is going to strike, you know, whether or not it's going to be now or never. So um, when you think about stuff you're doing now, are you kind of learning through uh, entrepreneurship or is, is kind of, are, are other things kind of coming along and mentoring you in some way? Well, I mean like uh, you know, it's kind of like where I took, I took uh, some of my art and then I was branching out. So uh I used a local fashion designer and turned some of my art into a jacket. And then I had a lady from LA that wanted to purchase that. And then like, since that time, uh, Raul Torres, he's a fashion designer in Dallas. And like pre COVID we were planning on setting up, uh, my neon art for a runway show in Dallas. Uh, but it's kind of like just, you know, at first I think I'd got so excited about the art that I was out just like for, you know, 2019, I think I did like, six or seven different things. I kicked out a lot of videos. It kind of took me to the point where I was like, kind of exhausted myself and I had to recoup. And then I was like, well, I need to, uh, you know, refocus on, you know, getting back to my base again. I need to make money. So when it started out in January, I just was like, Hey, you know, I did enough. I did a lot of stuff just like for free, just cause I loved it. And so then this year I started out, I was like, I need to make money. So whereas I got calls where, you know, would you like to set up your neon and uh, we'll get you more exposure. And I was like, well, do you have a budget? And so it kind of slimmed things down, but then I was able just to go forward. And then I found out like in that time of everything that I did, that I kind of did build my brand because then it got to be, you know, like Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art that's owned by the Waltons. And they had me out for a light knife to set up and I got paid. So I've got to work with the museum a couple of times 
And so it's just been kind of learning. Like I'm like the sound business, I had that down pat. You know, we did have like all the neon vendors out there know like, you know, a lot of stuff costs were raised up, you know. Uh, so I had to like, I had these set prices in my head and I had to readjust for that, you know, with like uh, mercury, you know, different things just ended up costing more. And uh, so just through this process now, I've kind of got it down to where it's been a curve. But then I was like, you know, the one thing that's really going to help me move forward now is just going to be more capital. So, you know, I'm still still just as passionate, but I'm also being realistic. Uh, but it's been kind of just a learning, you know, learning, just like with Neon, you know, there's still guys that I call and I'm like, hey, man, you know, how do you do this? Because, like, you know, there's so much stuff to Neon. And then the one of the things now is I'm just working with more, like, 3D stuff. So I've actually been taking, like, you know, coat hanger and saying, like, well, if this was a tube, how could I bend it? I've got some other new things that I want to introduce this year uh, that are pushing the bounce for me, but I just want to keep like, I think through the whole course of no matter what it is, it's always going to be neon, you know, and if I can connect with people and get more exposure for neon then, and have fun in the process, I just think it's a win-win. I think so too. I think, you know, I like how, uh, over time you've gotten bigger you're still staying true to to your roots over there and uh you know matching your environment i mean you know, striking a balance between uh work and uh burnout you know i think a lot of people are, are struggling maybe here that hearing that and it's nice to to just put some some words behind that uh i think you know you can't maintain a high enough output when you, know, you successfully are not uh able to you know kind of build your own uh, authentic self in, in, a, in a healthy place. And so uh, it's hard to walk away, I think, um, you know, just between uh, creating work and, uh, you know, obviously the popularity of, of continuing with that. Um, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with uh, with achieving a high level success and then being like, hey, you know, I've got to kind of take a step back here. Um, maybe I'm doing too much. And, uh, you know, I think, yeah, just having that inner dialogue, uh, collaborating outside of what you normally do and, and maybe asking someone, Hey, you know, is there anything else going on? But just taking a, a quick sound check, um, for, for yourself, uh, can really set yourself up for the next, you know, uh, four or five months, you know, between how much am I doing and what do I need to keep doing versus that, you know? So I like that you said that, uh, oh, being authentic, being authentic is like a major, major key because like along this process, you're going to have plenty of people that are, you know, in all kinds of different organizations, and they actually want to come in and, you know, force you in a direction. And really, like, you have to, like, sit there and say, well, what do I want to do? What's my goal? Because it's easy to get lost, you know. And so by, like, holding true to what your goals are and being with your authentic self, like, it creates – sometimes you'll get indifference from people. But in the long run, like, all the right people that's meant to be in your life will be there and, like, I absolutely have no regrets for anything that I've done. And I know that everything going forward in the future, it's like, it's only growing. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, what the, what's the real answer? Like, you know, uh, people are always trying to hedge between what's the right thing and what's the wrong thing. If I don't make the decision, then I do this. What's that? I mean, the only wrong thing is, is not doing anything. Um, you know, and then they beat themselves up over it. I think, uh, I think that, you know, the, the introduction to that is just, try to uh to not be mission critical because you know there's always another what i hear from you and what i take away from your story and so 
so uh, powerful to me is you had this super successful kind of fashion career and then things just bottom out. But now here you are doing this completely different thing in a, in a completely different way and, and really getting people to, you know, are, are responsive to what you're doing. And then even all that stuff comes back. So it's like you were able to push through all that noise and now you here you are doing a combination of all those things and also this new kind of artistic, uh, you know, way of promoting yourself. It's pretty cool. So. Well, one of the, one of the projects I'm passionate about is like, in I guess it was about seven or eight years ago when the economy was really, really down, I was able to buy this house I'm in now. And it came with a 1200 square foot, two story, like block shop, you know, on I beams. And so I had this property and I'm like, well, it's been what, six or seven years I've been working on it, but literally I ripped all the floors out and it's, I would say it's like, it's all pretty much art. So I mean, like to where we're doing murals on the ceiling, uh, I'm getting ready in front of my studio. I, I got this fountain, I'm calling it like neon Renaissance. Uh, but I've got this, uh, like it was came from Italy, but it's like all copper, nine foot tall, this fountain. I've got statuary. Uh, I'm going to be having some capitals out there, uh, murals integrating neon into all this. So one of the dreams, like you'll be able to see, uh, you know, I'll see it come together here this year, next year is to where I'll actually have a place to where, uh, videographers, models, and people will come and they'll be able to pay and come, uh, you know, shoot their music videos here, uh, do some fashion stuff here. So that's another aspect of something I'm uh, working on. Yeah, I like that. The, the idea of like it's a kind of a show and tell, you know, where you know, it's a space where people can uh, make and uh, really be kind of like the hub of, of like <laughs> Neon Creative Arkansas. I think a lot of people need to start thinking about uh, ways to connect with their community where, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this from um, regarding this type of content. And, and the way that I encountered it is, uh, like you said, is that you kind of, um, you know, make it and they'll come, <laughs> you know, so the, the greatest, uh, you know, party of all time is the one that you didn't hold in high school. You know, uh, it's that, that's that event that could have brought everybody out. And uh, um, you know, how do you start doing that now? Um, it's pretty simple. Uh, you evaluate what you love to do and you give people access. And uh, I hope this conversation brings people uh, a tremendous amount of value because I think it's going to help a lot of people more importantly, well, you know, helps them you know, move closer to what they want to do. So, yeah, I mean the long-term goal for me would be to have, you know, this stuff all finished and then I'd actually, you know, at some point I'd like to start, I know this is probably a lot of vendors would say this, but uh, I'd like to take on some students, you know, and uh, people that would be interested because like my life stumbled, like I would say, you know, like I didn't choose the neon life that chose me and I'm so glad it found me. And uh, I know that uh, there's like, it's one of these things that I'll, I don't think will ever die. You know, like if you can learn this trade, it's, it's just a lot of fun. You know, it's like, I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to pass that on. I think so too, is you, you can only, you know, be successful if you really love it. There's a lot of, like you said, capabilities and, and things that really require a lot of attention and uh, extreme, extreme dedication. So, uh, Brian, this has been uh, incredible. Where, where can people find you on social? Uh, where do we go next? You know, how can people get out there and connect with you? Okay. Well, on, uh, you know, of course, on Facebook, it's uh, Brian Bailey Neon Light Artist. On Instagram, it's 
neon light artist underscore uh it's brian bailey neon.com and that's about every way i'm pretty receptive on everything uh you know if anyone wants to reach out or has any questions uh just feel free to shoot me a message thanks brian man i appreciate it thank you so much hey guys mononia would like to give a shout out to people who have left reviews which helps give context as to why this is a worthwhile podcast uh, i think the cosine is a very big deal and so here's a, a favorite review that we want to highlight from a robot voice generator today's review titled i love this podcast written by blaze says i love what max is doing with this podcast neon as an artistic medium is so incredibly interesting and so are the people that make it great conversations are found here keep up the great work thanks for writing in and keep leaving reviews cause yours could be next